Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to a discussion about corporate decarbonisation and the importance of supply chain engagement. I'm Jeremy Nicholson and I'm joined by my colleague Nick Fitson, who's our expert on this topic. And Nick, uh, it would be useful to have a little bit of background on this. Everyone knows how important it is to decarbonise industry and business. Businesses are looking at their strategy to do this, but the supply chain is crucially important, isn't it? Thanks, Jeremy. The supply chain is a crucial component of organisations' environmental impacts. And a good way to, I think, introduce this discussion is to talk about some findings that CDP, the Carbon Disclosure Project, or uh, it used to be called the Carbon Disclosure Project, it's dropped the acronym, the abbreviation today, has produced in the last few years. CDP produces something called its Supply Chain Report. And in this report, one of the things that tends to present is a look at how respondents to CDP account for the emissions of their supply chain and their operational emissions. So in 2019, CDP found that supply chain emissions tended to be on average five and a half times greater than operational emissions. In the most recent version of the report, uh, largely thanks to improvements uh, in emissions accounting across the supply chain and better engagement by CDP respondents with their supply chains, CDP produced a revised estimate that supply chain emissions are on average over 11 times greater than operational emissions. Now. We talk about the importance of reducing large organizations' emissions, but we also know now that more than 11 times the direct emissions of an organization are not under their operational control. So there's an important discussion that happens around how you get to reduce uh, these vast emissions that are not under your operational control. Well, that's really interesting. As you say, businesses tend to focus on the things to which they're directly responsible, but indirectly, the impact of their supply chain is huge if those figures are anything to go by. And what are we talking about here? We're talking about the activities of those who supply goods and services to a business. Is is that what we're focusing on? That's right. So emissions uh, that are operational are ones that are produced by activities that you are carrying out yourself, that your employees are, things which you have operational control over. Those might be the emissions associated with the energy which you purchase, the emissions associated with any fuel which you combust, or any emissions associated with processes or manufacturing that aren't necessarily energy in, in, in origin. Supply chain emissions can refer to, as you say, what are called the upstream activities that are necessary for your organization to be able to function. So that might be the emissions associated with the transportation of of primary materials to whatever site it is that you're manufacturing a product at, the emissions associated with a logistics network that you rely on, which is provided by a, a third party. And the point here is that as organizations get larger, they involve greater numbers of third parties and so the their supply chains grow and bigger organization means a bigger supply chain and bigger supply chain emissions and in fact you know the very largest organizations have astonishingly big supply chains it's it's almost not a linear relationship the largest organizations have hundreds or thousands of third parties that depend on them as an important source of revenue basically Right. 
And uh, I guess from what you're saying, in many cases, it's not just about, you know, regulatory compliance, meeting the legal standards and environmental standards that are applied automatically to a business, but meeting the needs of your clients. And, and perhaps some of those clients might be, a, you know, larger and have the resources to do some of this carbon footprint monitoring and so on and carbon reduction. But perhaps for smaller companies, it's a rather different situation. How does this work in practice? And what are large companies? and doing to uh, sort of engage with their clients about this. That's right. So large organizations have high expectations put upon them of their environmental stewardship. And because so much of their emissions are not under the direct control, organizations look to their supply chains and tend to pressure their supply chains to effectively uphold the same standards that are expected of them. This is done, as you pointed out, not necessarily because of regulatory pressure, but often customer or investor pressure, uh, sometimes competitor pressure. We're increasingly getting the same standards that large organizations are expected to uphold passed down to the small organizations that make up their supply chains. One of the mechanisms that often get used is to ask a supply chain member to report on its environmental performance. And this can be either a report directly to the large client, or it can be a report to a third party standard setter or organization, uh, CDP being an example. This can be a significant challenge for a small organization. Large organizations that already report on their performance have probably got experience doing it and may even be able to to handle that reporting independently because there's a number of stakeholders within an organization that tend to be required to, to pull together uh, disclosures. There's a certain skill set involved in pulling together the information that, that's, that's needed to report on environmental performance. And obviously, uh, time and, and resources are needed. These are constraints that can be challenging for small organizations who may not have uh, had to pull this sort of information together ever before, may not have stakeholders which know what's uh, required of them very well. And when a small organization is faced by faced with a demand from its clients, which are, uh, might be a key source of revenue to disclose uh, and, and go through an exercise which is very unfamiliar to them, it can be uh, quite a big challenge. Indeed, especially if the you know the requests to provide the right sort of data or whatever are quite rapid, you know, provide us with this within two or three months, for example. I guess some firms would be struggling with that a bit. But as they say, there is help to hand. You know, sustainability consultants and others, presumably they can help plug the gap here and guide people through things simply because they've been through the process before and uh, and can help others do so. Is that right? That's right. So uh, service providers will have an understanding of the stakeholders that need to be brought together, the things that are going to be scrutinized in, in any submission, and the skill set needed to, to bring together parties and, and produce high quality disclosures to handle any of the data challenges that might exist producing a, an organization's disclosures. And, and when I say disclosures, these can cover a, a range of areas. They can be qualitative statements about a particular organization's handling of climate risk and its governance around climate risk. It's a business planning related to climate change to very quantitative, fixed, rigorous disclosures of emissions and targets and performance against targets, whether any exist related to emissions or other ways that environmental performance can be measured. So yeah, lo lots of different disciplines coming together and uh, for organizations that 
find this a challenge, uh, service providers can certainly be of help. I think that's really important advice. You know, if there was one thing you'd ask people to focus on who are listening to this at the moment, what would it be? Is it about talking to your clients, talking to your consultants before you need to? What would be the one thing you would stress people ought to do so they're ahead of the game on this? I think being ahead of the game really just means staying vigilant. If you are a, a small organization or an organization of any size, really, that has big clients, uh, that you are important to the operations of. Be aware that even though you may be small, you may be asked to go through an exercise which previously has only been expected of larger organizations that we used to think had were the only ones that had to, to face up to certain responsibilities. So be aware that your clients may ask uh, something of you, which may be a challenge. Be ready to respond to their request quickly because the timeline for responding to your client's request may be significantly accelerated compared with the timeline that might be expected of you to comply with a piece of legislation. And keep, again, around you others that may be able to help you out in the events of, of such a request and, and a, a sudden challenge appearing for your organization. Well, I think that's a great point on which to conclude. Uh, thank you, Nick. Very sound advice. This is obviously the way the market's going. Just because you're a, a small business at the moment doesn't mean you won't be caught up if you're not already in the sort of reporting requirements or, that are being applied in large corporate firms at the moment. Uh, something I think we can only expect to increase as we continue on the journey towards net zero and decarbonizing energy and uh, the associated emissions in business. Well, thank you very much for that. I hope you found it interesting. So do keep an eye out for another podcast on this subject or an associated article.